Gator softball is hoping the weather holds up, too, because Tim Walton's team will have Jacksonville and Hampton, non-SEC weekend, so a chance to play some other teams. And uh, Tim is going to join us now. Tim, welcome. Always a pleasure to have you, my friend. Um, I'm going to start with something really simple here, Tim. Your, your record speaks for itself, you know, 28-4. and four. You're hitting over 300 as a team. So what's gone right for you this year in your view? What, what, what's been the highlight so far of these first 30-something games? Well, I think uh, thanks for having me on. First. Sure. Uh, two, two things. I think number one, um, I think that what we advertised at the beginning of the season with our senior class and the leadership that they are going to provide us with has been as advertised. They've, uh, they've played well, performed well, um, and, and they're really having good years both on and off the field. And I think that's, that's number one. Number two, we've had some young people step up and, and perform at the level that we hoped that they could perform at. I mean, again, when you go into a season and they turn the lights on for real, you know, things can change. We've had some young kids, you know, really come in and, uh, and, and just really not miss a beat to what we, you know, recruited them as. So I think those are the, those are the things that, that stand out the most. And then the other part of it is, is that we've been able to remain, uh, you know, relatively healthy and, and our, and our pitching staff has, has been really good. So with, with, with the combination of those things, I think that's where the, uh, you know, the, the quality record comes into play. And the, the number of wins against uh, top 25 opponents. You know, the number one, you know, the number one uh, schedule uh, or wins versus top 25 in the SEC right now. And I think that that's, again, because of the combination of those things. Tim, when you don't have an SEC weekend and you play teams like Hampton and JU, uh, do, you, do you experiment at all? Do you play other players? Or do you go with what you've been doing all year long? Well, you know, the, the, the difference between, you know, this week and, and normal weeks, um, typically in a normal week we'll play four games. This week we're playing six games. Um, so there is an opportunity. You know, we started, uh, played doubleheader yesterday against FIU. We started Alicia Ocasio game one. Typically Kelly Barnhill will start a game one and, and, uh, and then we started Katie Cronister and Natalie Ligo pitched game two, which we, uh, you know, we ended up losing in. Um, and I think the, uh, the, the, the difference there is Kelly threw a ton of pitches this last weekend um, in beating Texas A&M, beat him on Friday, beat him on, I'm sorry, beat him on Saturday, beat him on Monday. The TV schedule just really changed the dynamic. So I say we play six games this week. I actually play seven if you count Monday. So yeah. a little bit of a different, a little bit of a different week, not one that you can plan for because TV comes in and changes your schedule late. So, um, but, but overall, no, we, 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 we can get, you know, we, Behind the plate, you know, we, we rotate pretty much. We've been rotating two catchers all year. We have a third catcher, Danielle Romanello, who's got a few innings here or there uh, defensively. So, yeah, I wouldn't call it an experiment, but an opportunity with the number of games and you know the the the, the, the quality of opponents. I mean, I think that when you look at Ju and Ju's having a good year and they played well and they've they've, they've competed very well against us. I really like what they've done. And, uh, Athletically, we played them in the fall, and, and they're, they've been, they're solid. So it's going to be a, it'll be a good weekend. Um, we've already moved our game times up. We're just confirming with the umpires. We're going to play earlier tomorrow. Because oh, good. Of weather, yeah, because so. of the weather, yeah. So we'll, we'll announce that, I think, officially here you know, a little bit on, later on in this day. But we will move ourselves up. But I think, yeah, it's, just, it's a good chance for us to get, um, you know, at least probably this week of the experimental side of things will be with the catching. You know, we'll just get some catchers in there um, just, again, to give Janelle Wheaton a little bit of a break. You know, Tim, I actually had a person ask me this the other day, 
and I could not answer the question, so I'm going to lean on you, sir, to answer this, because here was, here was his question. You know, you always hear in baseball about, you know, guys having Tommy John and, you know, arm fatigue and all that, and you just said Kelly Barnhill threw a ton of pitches, and I don't think sometimes fans relate that to softball where a pitcher can have fatigue. Can you go into that a little bit and discuss that as it relates to softball? Yeah, I mean, I think the fatigue is a little different because the uh, the obviously the overhand move, you know, changes the rotator. The rotator gets real sore. Well, I know this from experience. I can only go from what I know. You know, the the body is sore throwing overhand in places that you really just have to rest. Where the body is sore in softball, uh, underhand pitching is a little bit different. It could be you know a little bit more back. Could be more hips. Could be more legs. Uh, you know, and again, obviously, you still have the the, the upper extremities. You know, the, the the arm and the shoulder and the elbow and things like that. So, uh, typically, if Kelly gets sore, fatigued, it's usually in her or in her elbow, um, in her elbow forearm range a little bit, just because of the way she she throws the the rise ball and the way she the way her mechanics uh, set up. Um, Alicia Ocasio is a little bit more shoulder sore. Um, Stephanie Brombacher in the old days used to get shoulder sore, elbow sore. Um, Stacy Nelson would be a little bit more leg fatigue. So everybody's a little different. Um, you know, Kelly threw a hundred and some pitches the other day in only six innings plus, plus her Saturday night start where Alicia Ocasio throws a no hitter yesterday against FIU and throws 55 pitches. <laughs> I so, saw that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so there's, there is a difference, you know, when you look at the, 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 the overhand versus the underhand. Um, you know, the, I think I would say more than anything, it's, it's more rotator related. Um, we have we haven't had knock on wood. We haven't had very many uh, ulnar collateral ligament injuries. Um, Stephanie Brombacher is the only one that I can think of to to my 20 year history that had 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 some ulnar problems. You know, I haven't talked to you since the official announcement was made about you know all the renovations, which includes your facility. I, I would imagine you and your kids are, are are very happy for that when this season ends. Yeah, you know this is a this is a great this is a great opportunity. I, I think my my uh my my quote was blessing you know we're we're very blessed and fortunate to have an athletic department um that takes every sport on its campus seriously and uh, and I say that to you because most people go well everybody does nah not everybody does <laughs> not everybody takes um you know softball as serious as they take football and baseball and the other sports that you know generate a lot of the national attention um and our our athletic director and our athletic department do and really appreciate that. And then what we're building here is not only special for our student athletes, but everybody was taken into consideration. The trainer, the uh, strength coach, the, you know, the, the media relations, television, the visiting radio, the visiting team, the umpires, the fans, uh, alumni, boosters. There wasn't, there's one detail. And again, you, know, you got to finance, you got a budget, you got to draw the line somewhere, but every single person, that has an opportunity to step on this campus was thought about the campus. You look at the look at the stadium design, and I hope we we finalize that. And it looks like one of the other campus structures in the middle of the heart of campus here at the University of Florida. And um, there's some really cool features. And you know, Scott Strickland has had a hand in in the design team and, and his ideas of what he'd like to see for the fans and for the environment of KDC Show Presley Stadium. And I've had a hand in what I'd like to see for for the field and for, for our players in my office and, and the, the things that will directly impact us on a day-to-day basis. And our trainer, so, you know, her 
her process, and we're gonna have, we're gonna build a media room in there, so that every game after every game we have a spot to go to where the cameras can set up, people can ask questions, and, and, and the one thing I'm gonna love about this is not only am I gonna just drive up to here, I won't leave KDC Show Presley Stadium every day. I'll drive here. I got my office. I'll get to impact my players probably a lot greater because they'll be here a lot more. Um, because our offices are here, the amenities are going to be here. Um, it's going to be a great. I'm, I'm super excited. I think we're really turning this um, this softball stadium into a professional atmosphere. And um, I, I can't. I mean, I could go on and on and on. I know you got other people you got to got to take calls from today, Steve. But I, I just I'm so excited and so thankful for the opportunity that our our uh, not only our the board of trustees voted in to play, but then our you know our our booster group that are supporting this project, and then our, obviously our administration just getting this thing done. It's really exciting times. Tim, I do want to ask one more question about this because, you know, sometimes uh, I think fans uh, are divided in terms of, well, you know, we don't need to spend this, this many millions of dollars on this facility. Well, I want you to answer this from a, you know, as, as a coach, as the head coach of this team. Obviously, you can, as you said, there has to be a limit to what you spend. But to compete, don't you have to keep up with facilities? A- am I wrong in in saying that? Well, you know, it's a it's a t- it's a tough line for me to answer. To be honest with you, because you know, it isn't hurting our recruiting right now that we're probably the middle of the pack in regards to facilities. Um, it isn't hurting the fans coming into the stadium. We've got a lot of people that are willing to bring their blanket and sit on the berm and watch the game and enjoy the game. Um, it, it isn't hurting our attendance that we don't have a shade structure, and we've got some people that sit in the same spot in the same seat every single day. So so from that standpoint, I would say that, yeah, I don't think we have to keep up with the Joneses, but what I'll answer, you know, the way I really feel that needs we, – we don't have to keep up with the Joneses, but we do have to impact the experience and the player experience. Our dugout is way too small. The bullpens are way too small. Us not having our offices or impacting the day-in and day-out communication and relationships that I can have with my players. Um, our trainer doesn't have a training office here, so that, that impacts our, our players again. So there's so many things that, you know, in 1996 made this stadium first class um, that, that have to probably be uh, just a little bit adjusted to impact everybody in, in more of a positive way. Once we build this, Somebody's going to build the one that's going to top this one anyway. Yep. You know, it's just, how, it's just the nature of what you do, and that's okay. But I think that at the University of Florida, what we've been able to build as the as the model for success as one of the best athletic departments in the entire country, top to bottom, male or female, is that we do it right. And at the end of the day, we're going to try to impact the players the the, the best we can, the most positive way we can, and uh, and then and, and the fans are taken into great consideration. You hear the the amenities with food food amenities and trying to always upgrade the experience. So when you come out to the ballpark, you're going to have a great time. You're going to enjoy yourself. And, um, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, that's going to, going to keep us not necessarily keeping up with the Joneses, but maybe that'll make us the Joneses. So I think that's uh that's something that I really, I do appreciate the way we, we operate here at the, at the university of Florida. Well said, uh, I'll end with this. Um, you got a young lady hitting 436 for you. And in, against SEC pitching and against the competition you play, that's not an easy thing. Can you talk about Amanda's year and, and, and what she's done at the plate and for your team? Well, first of all, Amanda is, is thoroughly disappointed in her 436 because she's a competitor 
that wants to get a hit every time she goes to the plate. So um, I can tell you that the 436 batting average and all the other numbers that go with that, um, she's matched that uh, in, in, in her work ethic, whether it be weight room, whether it be off the field, uh, whether it be in the cages. I mean, she's really working hard to try to be that tone setter that, that, that we need every single day. Um, you know, if we get her up there, if we get her up to the, to the, to the plate for the fourth at bat, we really feel like we got a chance to win the ball game. And, uh, uh, she's really working hard and, uh, I'm, I'm proud of her for, you know, just not being satisfied with, uh, with being an all American. She wants to be one of the very best. And, uh, she really, she, she, the numbers speak for themselves, but I think the work ethic, she's backing that up. And I think that's the, that's the best part. This isn't happening by accident. She's really putting in the time. That's really cool. Well, again, look for the announcement soon because uh, the, the softball games this week, well, for tomorrow, moved up because of the weather. You'll hear about it soon as the Gators take on Jacksonville and Hampton this weekend. Always a pleasure to have the Gators softball coach, Tim Walton, with us. Appreciate you, Tim. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Go Gators. You got it. Tim Walton. Um, always a pleasure to have him, and he's done, obviously, a terrific job. 1218, time check brought to you by Hayes Prestige Jewelry, where the answer is always yes. We'll open the phone lines. Stay with us, and uh, I'm going to throw out a couple of questions, see if you'll, little bait today, see if you'll take the bait on the questions. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.